Yo, 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 Muddy Waters Podcast, episode seven. I'm here right now with a <clears throat> dope producer, upcoming producer. You know, he's making a lot of noise out here in the in in the, in the in the music world. I'm here with my nigga, Lil Ju Made the Beat. What's going down? What's going down? Lil Ju Made the Beat. What's going down, nigga? Shit, same shit, different day. That's my motto. Yeah. So I'm trying to get to it. You already getting to it, nigga. Ain't no trying. Hey, man, you trying harder. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Trying harder than you was yesterday. Yup, every day. Yeah, no, no bullshit, bro. But um, for the people that's not familiar with you, tell them like what it is that you do, where you from, and where can they, where they might know you from. Um, well, like you said, my name is Lil You Made the Beat. I'm a music producer from Dallas, Texas. You know what I'm saying. I live in Houston right now. Y'all might know me from Big Old Freak by Megan Thee Stallion. Also, cash shit by making the stallion featuring the baby shit. Really, ninety five or I'd say about ninety percent of making the stallion songs. I'm the I'm the man behind the hot girl summer. You know what I'm saying? Like I cultivated the shit. So you the man behind the hot girl summer? Yeah. So all the niggas out there that girlfriend or side bitch or whoever is acting up, this nigga is the reason. I'm, dog. The, I'm the blame. But don't don't give me too much flack. Though, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> For shit show. Hey, but bro, so listen, what made you get into producing, bro? Because, like, you know, a lot of niggas want to be producers because it's cool, but, like, I pulled up on you at the studio. You working. Yeah. You got hits on the radio. You got hits on the charts. You know, you got hits with, like, major artists and shit like that, but you still working. What got you into producing? Because it seemed like you really got a love for the shit. Um, Honestly, like you said, I ain't one of them niggas just woke up and started doing shit. Honestly, um, I've always had a love for music my whole life. Like, if you look at my page, you'll see a picture of me when I was like four, listening to my dad's record player with headphones on. Like, I would wake up every Saturday, like, Daddy, I want to listen to some music, you know what I'm saying? He'll put on shit, whatever, Stevie Wonder, you know what I'm saying? All the, all the old school hits. So I feel like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like, um, that and then being around my cousins stuff, they just put me on all the new music and all that shit. So being around just music my whole life. Nobody in my family does music other than my uncle, but you know what I'm saying? Just being around music just I feel like it's in my bones, you know what I'm saying? So I was in band in middle school. I was in band in middle school and I played percussion, you know what I'm saying, the xylophone, drums, triangle. You know what I'm saying? Timpani, whatever. So, um... Was it cool to be on the band back then? Um... Or was you like, in middle school, pick it, on you? No, look, look. In <laughs> middle school, it was, but come high school, I was like, nah, this shit gonna be lame, me, bitch. I gotta get out of bed before I get to high school because ain't no, ain't no girls gonna be checking for me if I'm, you know what I'm saying, marching on the field. So, I had to get up out of that um, before high school, but that's really the only musical, like knowledge or you know what I'm saying teaching that I have with this music so I was in band and then in 10th grade my best friend he showed me FL studio like he just randomly had it on his house computer so I was like this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my entire life like I'm gonna learn how to do this like it ain't nothing gonna stop me from learning how to do this so that was in 2008 when 2019 right now that's 11 years ago so from the day I picked it up Summer 2008 to right now, you know what I'm saying? I have not stopped. Like, and nothing was going to stop me. I didn't literally messed up everything in my whole life 
for these beats. And shit, now I'm getting flown out, finna sign a deal, all that type of shit. Like, deals on the table, like, tax bracket finna change, it's, it's going crazy. Pussy, pussy rate finna change, oh, yeah, pussy yeah, bracket. Yeah, yeah. But look, 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 so 2008, when you started producing, right? Yeah. Who was popping back then? Well, that was like Soldier Boy. I remember the day that my partner showed me uh, FL, the Carter 3 had just leaked. Literally, I don't know why I remember that, but it had just leaked, so we listening to the Carter Everybody 3. remember when that shit came out. Yeah. I remember when that motherfucker yeah, yeah. came out. So it just so happened to the leak, not the album, like just the of all the songs leaked like two weeks before the album dropped. I was at his crib today, and then that's when he showed me FL. I was like, this shit crazy. But so, yeah, like Soldier Boy, yeah, Soldier Boy for sure. So that was that was who was your biggest like influence? Because a lot of producers mm-hmm. like they'll say like, oh, I started making beats, right? Mm-hmm. But I model my beats after this artist. Who did you model your beats after? I ain't, gonna, I ain't gonna say I model my beats after a particular artist, kinda Soldier Boy. But not really because I just seen how easy, like how simple his shit was, and that's those were like starter beats to be able to like try to make. But I'm from Dallas, you know what I'm saying? So I came up with the boogie movement and my Dougie and all that stuff. So I was making them type of beats, like I was making jigging beats, like my Dougie, them, just them simple dancing beats. You know what I'm saying? So that and that's really coming back right now. So full circle, the wall and shit. Yeah, the wall. Yeah, you know that 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 all just like originated in Dallas. Not necessarily the woe, but just all the just the new dances. It all you can you could trace that back to Dallas. So I was started making beats at the at the height of the initial boogie movement. Yeah. So you started making beats in '08. When you picked up FL Studio, you was like, "This is what I'm gonna do, like yep. for the rest of my life." Yep. Did you know that you could make a career out of this shit, or was it just like I really like doing this shit, and I feel like this is something I can do in my in, as a hobby? But did you? Feel like it could be a career? Did you know it could? Uh, yeah. Like from the moment, bro, showed me that I had made a hard beat at his house. Like within like, cause we only knew the basics of it, but within like two hours, I had like made like a decent beat on on, on the on the program. So I was like, "This what I'm gonna do." Like I I, ain't t- I only told him, like I'm a I'm a bro. I'm gonna get good at this shit. You know what I'm saying? But. I knew it from the first time I clicked on the on the thing. I was like, nah, I'm gonna get good at this, and this is what's going. You know what I'm saying? Feed my family. Yeah. So was your producer name always Lil Jew made the beat? Uh, honestly, I didn't even have a producer name at first. Like I was just that nigga Jew that make beats. You know what I'm saying? And then my um my partner One Hun, he also make beats now. One Hun hit my up. He uh. I, I met him at UH because that's how I ended up in Houston. Okay. I went to University of Houston in 2010. That's when I graduated from high school. So uh, he was actually the first person to rap on my beat. And he was, um, one day I told him, I was like, bro, I need some um, some tags. You know what I'm saying? So obviously when you walked in, I'm, I'm, I'm 6'4", bro. I'm not a small guy. So Lil Jew is like a big nigga named Tiny. You know what I'm saying? But to him, he played football. I'm, I'm small to him. So... Shit, you know, he sent me them tags back and said, Lil' you made the beat. And I, shit, I ran with it. And that was your original tag, the same one you got now? Yeah. Damn. Since so you 2011. Ain't t- Damn. That's crazy. Megan just made me a new one that I've been putting in beats too, but. Is it with her voice on it? Yeah, it was uh, It was on one of the songs on the on Fever on her tape that just dropped. She had said, on um, Running Up Freestyle, I think that's the, either the last song or the second, I want to say it's the last song. 
She was like, and if the beat live, you know, Lil' Jew made it. So I just, like, had the engineer cut that out, and I've been putting that in beats lately. Yeah. So you making beats in college and shit like that. Did you graduate from college? No, I did not. Beats is the reason I didn't. How'd your family feel, like, um, driving out? I ain't gonna lie, my mama, she probably didn't shed a lot of tears. But I knew I had faith in myself that I would be able to make it with this music. So me not saying I felt bad for quitting college. I ain't even gonna say I quit. I really got kicked out. But for, whoa, 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 whoa. You're not just gonna slide by that, dog. <laughs> You're not just gonna slide by that. What did you get kicked out of college for? Well, I mean, I was on academic probation and this shit. How did you get on up? academic probation? Okay, so look. Was you fuck? Because look, college is a whole nother story. Like, yeah. You making beats, that's your passion. But yeah. you, was you fucking off, dog? Like, was you partying? Okay, and- so look, yeah. So when I came to college, you know what I'm saying? I had never. My parents is kind of strict. They ain't like super strict, but it was still like boundaries and shit that I had to, you know what I'm saying? I still had a curfew and all that shit. So, bros would be mad at me because we got to leave the party at, like, one so I could be home. And then everybody at the party is just, like, standing around until 101. You know what I'm saying? When we about to leave, everybody turning up and shit. And I'm like, damn, damn, bro, we got to go. You know what I'm saying? But when I got to college anyway, when I got to college, I was like, shit, this is the freedom I ain't ever had before. You know what I'm saying? So, I was like, it was also the weed, too. I started smoking weed when I got to college, and I was like, shit, I can make beats and smoke weed and not go to class? That's what I'm going to do every day. But, like, for the first two months of school, I was doing the shit. Yeah. Like, I was, do- I was going to do the shit. I was going to class. And then they, I, I went to school to be an architect, and then they just threw me in that shit. And I was the minority in the shit. Like, it was folk. I had to take a test to get into the architecture school, AUH and everything. Um I was literally my minority. It was like 400 kids in the class, in, oh, uh, in the architecture program, and I was the only black kid. Like, literally, it was no black girls. It was only me. So, the high school I went to, I feel like I wasn't, like, college prep for none of that shit. And then all them white kids and all the the Asian kids or whoever. It was everybody a culture else. shock. Yeah, it was a culture shock, and they, they was ready for that shit. I wasn't ready for that shit, so they kind of just, like, threw me in that shit, and I wasn't ready for it, so... That kind of pushed me more towards, because I always wanted to make beats, like, but UH didn't have a a, a music program, and I wasn't finna go to another school, because Houston was the place I needed to be if I wanted to do it with the music. Like, if I was going to stay in Texas, I definitely wasn't finna move to no other state or nothing like that. I'm like, I want to be from my away from my parents, but I don't want to be that far away from them, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, got to school, doing it a little bit, and then... Shit, I was just like, I started going too hard with the beats. Like, I, I had been going hard, but just being able to do whatever I want to and whenever I wanted, and then smoking on top of that, my mind was like, you know what I'm saying? I was just in a whole different mindset. I'm like, damn, I'm going crazy on these beats. So then ended up getting on academic suspension. Then they gave me one more shot. And then, I mean, I ended up getting on academic probation. Then they gave me one more shot, and I still fucking up. Be- grades, huh? Yeah, grades. Like, it wasn't like I was doing anything bad. I just wasn't going to class. Like, I will come take my test, but shit, get a 60 on it. You know what I'm saying? Because I wasn't in class, wasn't studying, none of that. Like, Were you at least selling beats back then, like on SoundClick? I sold my first beat in 2011, my sophomore year at UH. How much you sold that motherfucker for? 150 I remember the Chrome Jordan 5s that came out. And I bought them with that 150 You was a bougie motherfucker in 2011, yeah. dog. Niggas was selling beats for $40. I sold my $25 on SoundClick, dog. first beat to do for 150 dog. A nigga at school? Nah, it was uh, my partner brother who was like, had a little buzz at the time. 
And um, yeah, one fifty cent, one fifty to my PayPal, and it's crazy. Look, that's bougie, so, dog. Look. Niggas was selling beats for twenty five dollars. Yeah, I, mean, I always knew my you words, bro. Like two thousand eleven, nigga, for thirty dollars. I knew you can bro, get the I damn knew. lease for free. That's what I'm saying. I've I been going hard, bro. I knew my craft. Like I'm saying, I've been ready. I started making beats in 08. I say by by two thousand eleven, I was ready to go. Like yeah. industry, industry ready to go. Beats. Yeah. Like if I play, if I play the beat that he bought, you gonna be like, okay, I might could do a little tweaky to it now. Yeah. But for 2011, yeah, that was ready to go. Yeah, I'm telling you. So he bought the beat with it. I bought them Chrome Fives. No, I bought some Fire Red Fives on Soul Collector uh, Marketplace, and they had never came in to my dorm. So I called PayPal. Like, damn, uh, my shoes never came. They sent me the money back. But then my shoes was downstairs at UH the whole time in the little mail thing. I never just. I never went down there to check it because I'm like, I thought they was going to like bring it to my room or some shit like that. So right. I was down there the whole time. One day I just randomly went down. I was like, what if they did bring them house? So I went down there, got the shoes, had the 150 back in my PayPal. So then I ended up buying the Chrome Fives with that. Yeah. So I had two pair of fives and I was a broke college student and two brand new pair of shoes. I was like, okay. How did that shit feel though to sell your first beat? Like this shit getting like, it's, it's really for real. Cause I mean, 150 is a lot to a college student, but in the grand scheme, it's really not a lot. But at the same time, it is because that's something that you love to do. Yep. You put work and effort into it. Yep. So to see the fruits of your labor be, you know, manifested into some money, like, that's really dope as fuck. Yep. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. I wish a nigga would pay me $150 to do this podcast. Nah, I feel shit. you. I, I love you. to do this shit. You I know what I'm saying? You. But for real, though, like, how did that feel? Did that motivate you to say, all right, this shit is for real. I can make a career yeah, out that of this motivate, for real. That motivated me to not go to class no more. Oh, God, I was you just know about to say that. Like, so <laughs> I ended up, that was, that was spring, no, that was fall 2011. Because I went fall 2010, so fall 2011, my sophomore year. I passed into the next shit, but I was making D's. And, you know, D's at UH is passing. Yeah. So, I passed to be a sophomore at UH. So, fall 2011, I messed up again. What was your mind at, at this time? Was you like, I'm really just waiting on them to kick me out of school? Or did you think you could really... Like, I thought, because in high school, like, school was always easy for me all the way up until college. You know what I'm saying? So, in high school, I would bullshit the whole six weeks. And then the last three, four days come give all my work. But perfect, though. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I have all the right answers. So they ain't got no choice but to give me full credit because I ain't fucked up on nothing. And, like, when we would be writing papers, I would never do none of the rough drafts. I come in on the last day with the final copy. And, oh, Julian, this is so, you know what I'm saying? This is so on, on, the, on the state test or whatever. I got the highest score in, in, in my in my high school. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying on on the writing portion. Just so, naturally smart. Just naturally smart. That mm -hmm. shit became easy to me. But college, it was it was a whole different ball game. I'm like, okay, nah, I can't do what I was doing in high school. Yeah. So so you get kicked out of school. Did you go back home to Dallas or did you stay in Houston? I had to move back home to Dallas because when I got kicked out of school, I was living in the dorm. You know what I'm saying? I ain't had nowhere to go. I ain't had no job. So fall 2011, I was living in the dorm. So spring 2012. I ended up moving back home to Dallas, and uh, you know my mama wasn't gonna have me just sitting at the crib, so I enrolled at community college there, and that's when I first enrolled in audio engineering. Yeah. So I was enrolled in like history or whatever, mad whatever other classes too. I bullshitted them hoes too. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I was going to them at first when she was dropping me off, but then I ended up getting a job at Lowe's to get my own car. Once I got my own car. 
I was not going to, I was, I would come every day for audio engineering. In audio engineering, you would have thought I was Poindexter in there. I was sitting on the front row, paying attention the whole time, taking notes, all that. So that really helped me, like, get my mixing and stuff better with my beats. So, but we was only working out the book because I only went, ended up going to audio engineering for one semester that spring to, um, spring 2012. So that class taught you a lot about music itself. Just that one semester, not even music, just on the 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 technicals with with mixing you know what i'm saying so we yeah. were working out the book it wasn't even more so music just the technicals on working pro tools and reverb and just you know what i'm saying just different shit like that mm-hmm. so at this time 2012 you back in back in dallas mm-hmm. you know so were you were you selling beats at this time like yeah i saw a couple beats here and there in dallas beats. Couple beats here, man. But you ain't really have a name like around Dallas, did you? Mm-hmm. When did your name start to manifest? Like, okay, Lil Ju, we know we got to go to Lil Ju for beats. Um, like, I'll probably say maybe 2013 when I got my first placement with Gucci. Gucci made my first placement on his Gas Molly Lean mixtape. It was like three mixtapes he dropped in one day. I had this song called With My Pistol. Like, right before he went to jail, maybe like two or two or three weeks before he went to jail, he dropped a mixtape. So. Around then, this is when Say Cheese was coming up. They posted it and all that shit. So it was everybody was like, "Okay, this nigga Lil Jew, like he, he might be that next one." Yeah. How did that feel though? You got that first placement. You probably like, "Shit, nigga, it's a rap, nigga." I'm about to buy my mama house, nigga. It's all, up. No, literally, all my bros was at my crib when. So I gotta tell the story. So I was in 2013. I was working at Papa John's. You know what I'm saying? I had. Once I moved back to Houston, I moved back to Houston in fall 2012, told my mom I was going to be in school. I paid for school out of my pocket and all that. I didn't go to a single class. I didn't even step on campus, not one time, but to pay for the classes. So I really wasted that money, but it was more so just to have time to be in Houston on my own. You know what I'm saying? So moved back to and my, my my partner. He, he was going to Stephen F. Austin University in Texas. That's in Nacogdoches, Texas, but... Summer 2012, he's like, bro, I'm going to go to UH. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's perfect because I'm trying to move back to Houston anyway. So we, we get an apartment in Houston, you know what I'm saying? So I'm parlaying in Houston. Literally the day I moved back to Houston, my laptop broke. So I cook up my second beat. This my mom calling me now. I cook up my um my first beat tape in, in, in Dallas, spring 2012. And then, uh, um, when I moved back in 2012, my, um, like I said, my laptop broke. My my partner, girlfriend, let me use her netbook. I don't know if y'all remember them, them little small mini laptops that don't even have like a uh, disc drive or nothing. It'd be a super small RAM. I made a whole beat tape on on one of them. How long it took you to make it? Uh, I probably say like from August to like December. Okay. So it was just like I was making. A lot of beats, but the, like I chose out of them beats that I was making between August and December on what I was gonna put on the beat tape. So, uh, where I'm at? Oh, oh yeah, okay. So yeah, yeah. we uh, I'm working at Papa John's. I'm just coming home every night making beats, and one night I'm, I mean, one day it was a, it was a Friday. I'm usually at work on Fridays. This one particular Friday, I didn't go to uh, Papa John's, and I'm making beats all day. And I take a little Twitter break, and at the top of my Twitter feed, when I check Twitter, 
Um, Turn Me Up Josh says, uh, I'm finna be in the studio with Gucci producing 10 beats. So that's literally the first tweet I see when I log into Twitter. So I send him beats because he put his email on there. I send him beats within like two or three minutes of me sending him beats. He uh, DM me, said, bro, what's your number? So I sent him my number. He called me. He's like, bro, I'm finna be in here. I, he was like, bro, I didn't know you was this hard. Because we in, interacted before. He was like, bro, I didn't know you was this hard. Send me like 20, 30 beats real quick. Gucci's in the other room, getting right. He's smoking, pulling up or whatever. This is the old Gucci, too. You know, it's all fat ass Gucci. Yeah, this is the fat Gucci. So <laughs> he's like, yeah, Gucci finna come in here. I'm going to play the beats for him. You know what I'm saying? We're going to see where we go from there. So like two or three hours later, he sent me the track back. Soon as Gucci voice come on my speaker, I just start crying. All my like literally all my bros is in my crib. Like we all get to share that moment at the same time. Like, my yeah. first my first time hearing uh like a big name rap on my beat, it was crazy. Like I was crying and shit. And then like you said, from that moment, I just knew like a big label was gonna call me and be like, Oh, is this a little you made the beat? Oh, we got a, a record deal for you right here. Five million dollars, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on. And shit, that shit never happened, but Still felt good. It though. still felt good. All of the shit that you did to get to that point. Yeah. Got kicked out of school. Facts. Did all Facts. type of shit Facts. to do it. Facts. Yeah. We'll be right back. Yeah, we back. We back. Um <clears throat> So yeah, before we left, uh you were just talking about getting your first placement and how it felt and shit. So the labels didn't call. Were you discouraged from making beats, or did you? Were you just like, I just need to go back, cook up some more shit, go back to the drawing board? Like, how did you feel? I wasn't discouraged. It more so motivated me because I'm like, if they is looking, you know what I'm saying, I'm gonna have hella beats for them when they come. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that shit kind of never really happened. So I ended up, and at to that point, I had never even like cooked up in a real studio yet. So. I, I want to say that was summer 2013. So I want to say fall 2013, my boy DJ Bishop, he brought me to DSD One Studio in Houston. I played all my beats there. That's where I met June James. That's not the first time I had met June, but. Who is June James? Uh, he produced Key to the Streets. He produced Put a Date on it, Yosemite on Travis Scott shit. You know what I'm saying? He, a, he, a, he the, probably the biggest producer in Houston right now. So. I met bro at- um, Oh, Junior Genius. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, so I met bro at the studio and I played all my beats for everybody in the studio. Everybody was going crazy, you know what I'm saying? So he was like, yeah, bro, we need to start the Hit Cartel. So I started, they told me, it was like, bro, you can come to this studio whenever you want to. You know what I'm saying? So they shouldn't have told me that. Literally, from the day they <laughs> told me that, I started coming there every day. It got so bad. I, I would be sleeping there sometimes. Because yeah. I'm like, I don't want to leave. You know what I'm saying? So and being there, I met, all the Houston OGs, all the Houston legends, you know what I'm saying? That's how I got it, because they was like Sauce Walking. All them ended up getting placements on Sauce and them tape in 2015. Um, just me, just networking, because that's where I could say at the, at the time, 2013, 2014, that was like the hub in Houston for rappers, per se. So just being there, and that's where I met T. Ferris, who is uh, my partial manager and Megan's manager, you know what I'm saying? So Yeah. Um, I quit my job in 2015. I was working at when once I moved because we were staying on the south side of Houston. We moved to the west side. So when we moved to the west side, I ended up getting a job at DSW Shoe Warehouse, and I was not feeling that. Like I worked there for maybe maybe three months selling shoes. Yeah, 
<laughs> that shit was so whack, bro. Because when I was working at Papa John's, it was cool when I was working at Papa John's because all I did was like drive around delivering pizza all day and listen to my beats and smoke yeah. weed. So it was lit. You know what I'm saying? But You ever got robbed doing that shit? Nah, I'm a... I ain't, I'm, I'm, I'm not the like most intimidating looking nigga ever, but I also don't look like I'm gonna get my ass whooped either. So. <laughs> nigga, what I'm saying, yeah. anybody, I mean, a yeah, pistol in your I, face, I, I, nigga, I, I, give it up. Yeah, yeah, a pistol in the face, but I don't think niggas, niggas ain't never tried me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I don't think they would try probably somebody smaller stature. You know what I'm saying? Because somebody had our, had our Papa John's had got robbed before, but he a small, like a small dude, like. Niggas ain't gonna try me. I ain't scared either. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, shit, you can have it. You know what I'm saying? I only got $20 in my pocket. Anyway, you can have it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, nah, niggas ain't never tried me. So you, so you quit the, uh, the job at DSW. Yeah. When did shit start to get, come together for you, though? Like, come into place? When you started working at DSD, when you start going to DSD1 and stuff like that? When did it start, like, really coming into place where you, like, all right, I'm really establishing my name out here as a producer? Really, honestly, yeah. When, once I started going to DSD One and just getting the placements with just the local Houston stars, you know what I'm saying? The ones that's not necessarily known outside of Houston, but they ha- they having the name in Houston and shit. It was there, so I say um, 2017. That's when T. Ferris and Carl Crawford started 1501, and so. June had already moved to Atlanta, and niggas always knew that I was a little bro in the cut, like, with the heartbeats, too. It was just June turn the whole time, and I was just waiting patiently, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't my turn, so I was just waiting patiently, and shit. Once they started 1501, he was like, shit, it's your turn, little bro. So, shit, I started being the main producer for 1501, and shit, they that was May 2017. We signed... Megan December 2017 and shit, I locked in with her like, and we just went crazy and like. So when so when y'all signed Megan, like, what, did you did they ask you for your opinion? The label did they say like how you feel about her or was she already signed and she just came to the studio and it was like you know well, make beats for her. Um, she um when he told her told me they was trying to sign, I was like yeah get her because like, she was already she was already popping in Houston and around Texas. In on the internet anyway, so I'm like, yeah, that's a good look. Like, I already know what she about to do. Anyway, she had already had a viral song and shit, so I already knew what it was gonna be. It was just like she needs some better beats. I'm like, well, shit, I'm the man with the plan. So yeah, we made it happen. So when you work with an artist, somebody like Megan, you know, her music doesn't sound like anybody else's music, and you produce most of her shit. Did did you tailor a sound for her? Did yeah. you come? Do you come in like when you in the studio with an artist, right, and y'all lock in? Mm-hmm. Do you say, all right? I listened to his music before he came in the studio, so I get a vibe for the type of shit that he like. I'm gonna tailor a sound to that artist. Do you do that, or do you just go off the vibe in the studio? It's 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 a little of both, you know what I'm saying? Like when me and Megan work, I'm I be like, "What you feeling today?" She tell me whatever, and then she, I literally just start making the beat. Yeah, it's like I, I I'm I'm in tune with knowing what artists want. I don't know, like it's weird, like. So when you make a beat for somebody, when you make a beat for her, you strictly making a beat with her in mind. You're not thinking like this shit might go to somebody else. Like this is strictly for Meg. This is her pack right here. Not even necessarily a pack because the way we work, like she got to be right there with me when I'm making the beat because she's so picky. Not even necessarily right there with me, but when I'm seeing her, I'm only going to send her one beat at a time because I got to make sure she listens to that one and tell me whatever is wrong with it or... 
we got to be right there, and I got to be running through beaches. You're like, okay, I like that one, and I like that one, and I like that one. Okay, I'm like, okay, I'm going to make a pack and send to you. Yeah. We got to be with each other because, like, that's how I like all my sessions to go, though. Like, I want to be with the artists because I feel like everything just runs smoother when they get to pick as opposed to me just giving them a few to pick from. Yeah. So when she started to come up and like started having her rise and her viral moments and shit like that, did you get deja vu from 2013 when you got your first placement? Like this shit becoming real again. Like this shit is getting real. I knew from the when we dropped her mixtape, Tina Snow that the shit was gonna go crazy. I was just you know what I'm saying long for the ride. Like let's see how long it take for the roller coaster to go up. Yeah. That's dope as fuck, bro. Like, to see her come up and yo come up, too. Like, you was a part of it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, how does it feel now for all of the fruits of your labor to have manifested? Like, to be reaping the benefits of everything that you put in. Getting kicked out of school. Your mama cussing you out. Working at all these odd jobs. You know, just to make ends meet. To make your dreams come true. How does it feel? I mean, I ain't gonna lie. Of course lie. it feel good as hell. Yeah, yeah, of course. But, like... How does it feel? Like, does it feel real? Or it, does, does it, it don't feel real yet because I haven't actually seen the chick yet. But, no, like, it's literally there. Like, I didn't seen the paper. You know what I'm saying? So, Because with music royalties, it take months. Yeah, it take, it take months. months. It, take, and it months. take a long time. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I've seen the number. So. You seen what your check going to be? So, I know. You're like, going to cry when you get a. All right, listen, dog. Listen, dog. I can just imagine, dog. Like, like, cause I didn't. When I say blood, sweat, and tears I went into this shit, like I didn't cry so many times. Like, and people don't even be knowing that shit. Like, bro, I didn't really just like I'll be in my room just thinking about shit. I'm like, bro, I'm, I really didn't got. I really got good at making beats. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I really like. Do you feel like you snuck? Like you. Cheated you, you you got like the cheat code to like Oh get yeah no, rich. I definitely got the cheat code. You feel like you had the cheat code like god damn these no, niggas I, had to work for thirty years to get here. Yeah no and, like no no definitely. like I'm doing some shit I love to do it I'm about to get rich off this shit. Yeah, like bro like it's like <laughs> I'm telling you from the time we dropped the shit I, like really from the time we signed her I already knew what it was gonna be. I already knew what it was gonna be. That's why I locked in bro like I already knew what it was gonna be so I can see everybody else and see. I mean, obviously, us 15 on one scene, but I don't know. Like, I was like, okay, this is this is the ticket for both of us. Like, she need a hit. I need a hit. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. And you got him. We got him. You got hits. I feel to be out in the club, because every club you go to, I don't give a fuck where you at. Mm -hmm. They playing Meg shit. Yeah, How do it feel to go like out to eat or wherever, and you just hearing the song that you produce? Well, do you ever want to tell the waiter or the bartender, like, nigga, this is my beat, nigga? Like, okay, so I, I went and got some <laughs> wings at a just like random little wing place in Houston, and they weren't playing no music the whole time. After I had paid for my food and grabbed my food, Big Old Freak came on. Like, while he was handing me my food, he was, like, singing the song and shit. And I'm like, bro, I made that beat. He's like, bro, for real? Like, that shit is crazy, bro. I'm like, people are just, like, people been wanting to take pictures with me and shit lately. Like, people have been recognizing me as Megan's producing and shit. All that shit is cool and fine and dandy. But when that chick come, you know what I'm First thing you're going to do, dog. Like, when you get that big motherfucker, what's the first thing you're going to do, bro? Oh, I'm flying back to Dallas and I'm taking my mama shopping. 
Yeah. For sure. That's going to be the first thing. Like, come on, one more. I'm, I'm not even telling you. No, know I'm saying, like, before you even get on the plane, like, you, oh, I'm, no, I'm, before you even get on the plane, I'm, like, is I'm, you going to go, like. I'm probably going to buy some weed or something, but I'm not going to buy anything until I buy, like, I'm going to show up in my, the front door. They ain't even know I'm there. And I'm showing up in the front door. Come on, mom, let's go shopping. Yeah. Like, literally, that's going to be the first thing I do. Like, I want I want to take my mom shopping. Like, yeah. I don't care about nothing else before I do that. So, How does your mom feel, though? Um, How does she feel about it? Now, like, does she understand it? Like, does she, she understand it now? Okay, my mama, a very Christian, you know, he, you know, what I'm saying head straight type of woman. So, the music I'm, I'm, I'm doing and stuff. Like, she just didn't, under, she didn't understand none of, none of this at first. They go freak. <laughs> not, not even just, not, I'm saying, not even just I that. Know, I'm I just know. saying the music in general. She didn't understand. She understood, but she didn't understand. She, she was like, she didn't think that I was that serious about this. But I'm like, mama, like. I ain't kept up with nothing else in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like basketball, anything, art. Like, cause if I wasn't making beats, I'd be like a painter or artist. Cause I'm, I'm like, I'm a creative for real. Like that's, that's the type of shit I'm on. Like, I'm, I, so I would probably would have risked it, risked it. Uh, you know what I'm trying to say? I probably would have risked it all for, to be a painter or artist too. So mm-hmm. she just didn't understand that her son is a creative and she wanted me to be, Joe Schmo in mm-hmm. a not in a, a cubicle. She wanted the she wanted the Ameri- the typical American dream. Yeah, she wanted me to go to, school, to college and, and make a lot of money and not be struggling because I've been struggling all the way to this point. She was like, she didn't see any growth, but I'm like, Mama, you don't know the connections that I'm making out here. Yeah, I'm still working at Papa John's. Yeah, I'm still working at DSW, or yeah, I didn't quit my job. And but look, I'm not asking you for no money to pay my rent. You know what I'm saying? My mama ain't paid my rent since I moved back in 2012. You know what I'm saying? Since like October 2012. And that, that was for two, three months. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. like, I don't, I, I understand why she was worried, but I'm like, mommy ain't had nothing to be worried about. Like, you, you taught me right. I know it might look wrong right now, but I'm gonna make it right at the end. Like, just, you gotta have faith in me, and I feel like it's not that she didn't have faith in me. She didn't have faith in this, which mm-hmm. is my laptop. You know what I'm saying? She didn't have faith in the odds of me making it with with this. Yeah, and that's understandable. You know, she come from the old school. Yeah, you know she, she. You know, old school. They look at one plus two equals three. They don't look at you know. Okay. I can make a million dollars off this computer. They don't understand that shit. You know, they understand go to a job, clock in, you make your 40 hours and you get your check. Mm-hmm. You get a little bit more if you work overtime. Mm-hmm. That's all they understand, bro. Yep. But, man, congratulations, bro, on everything like, it, that bro, you've been for doing. Real. Like, for real. Everything, bro. You done cultivated a sound. You done started a movement. That shit is crazy. You helped start a movement. Like, and when, you know, 10, 20 years from now, people going to be still listening to songs that you produce. And you're going to be a part of that legacy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. you're going to be a part of that. Like, you know, because the shit that she's making is classic shit. You know, and you making classic beats. Yep. And you starting movements and shit like that, man. So, I just want to say, bro, you know, uh, you know, you got you to gotta work. You know, artists just walked in the studio and shit, man. You're a busy dude. But I just appreciate you for coming on the show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I appreciate and, uh, you for having me, bro. For yeah, real. For sure. You know, I had to squeeze you in. Dog. Yeah. My- Schedule busy as fuck, but you know how to get to you. Busy as hell, man. But yeah, I appreciate you, dog. But hey, y'all can check. Uh, give him your Instagram, man. And all you niggas that wanna um buy beats and shit, or you wanna work with him, do not send him your music. 
Don't do that shit. If you want to, nah, you, him, they, you y'all, y'all, can, y'all can send me your music too because I want to hear that too. You want to hear it? So yeah, you, I, I want to make sure. Don't that tell them niggas that, man. Them niggas will flood you. Yeah, a lot nah, of rap niggas it. follow me, dog. I believe they it. will flood your it. shit. I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> hey, send me like a song. Don't send me, you know, send your whole catalog. Nigga, send his whole catalog. Your hardest song. Your hardest song. Hey, tell them where to follow you at, though, bro. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, anything. Lil Ju made the B D A. You gotta remember the D A. Lil Ju made the beat. So, you know what I'm saying? On everything. Yeah. Follow that nigga, man, and check out his music. You're gonna hear his shit either way it go when you turn yeah, on you the Yeah, you didn't hear it. You didn't hear it. If you listen to the radio or you didn't been out to this club, you didn't hear that motherfucker, man. Oh, God. Muddy Waters, we out. <laughs>